0: Well, hello, Lori. How are you? Lynette,
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. I am excited to have you back. Uh, we already have had one podcast episode with you. We talked a lot about getting ready for dating. Um, for all the listeners out there, Lori is uh, a dating coach and online profile writer. Um, and she has a business, Smart, Single, Funny. And she is, uh, here to have a part two of our podcast where we, the first part of our podcast, we, our first episode, we talked a lot about sort of getting ready for, for dating and, um, you know, sort of what, what sort of things in, in midlife, what should we be thinking about in terms of, uh, preparing ourselves for dating, not just jumping in and, and just signing up to every dating app out there. Now, this second episode is, okay, so you're ready, you've got the mental game going, you've got everything moving along, and now you're ready to hit start. So that's where I want to continue the conversation with you, Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, uh, why, don't, why don't you give uh, the audience some, a little introduction to you, um, just to remind who you are and what you do?
1: Yes, be happy to. Thank you, Lynette. So, my name is Lori Mendelson, and I'm a dating coach, matchmaker, and online profile writer for dating apps. And my business is called Smart Funny Single, and you can add a dot com if you want to visit my website. And what my main focus is is uh, people who are over 50, who are in midlife, who are divorced, who are widowed or widowers, and who have not been out in the dating scene for 20, 30 years. They're fresh in the game. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to navigate it. They don't know what to look for. They really, they're starting from scratch. So it's basically going to dating school and learning how to present yourself, how to market yourself, what kind of questions to ask on dates, what to do, what not to do, red flags, green flags, yellow flags, all those different flags. (laughs) And that's what I work with, with my clients on is really getting them past the mindset of there are no good people out there. And I am testimony to say that there are great people out there. And that's so great. that's what I help help my clients with.
0: You know, and that's, that's awesome, Laurie. Actually, let's just start right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a list full of questions for you. But You know, when we when we when we get a little older, and we start dating, I mean, it's a way different scene, obviously, than when we were dating in our teens and early 20s. And, and, you know, we start to sort of look at dating as this thing where, oh, well, he or she might have too much baggage, or, you know, we all have a little bit more baggage as we get older. So, And I think we do get in our mind that, you know, I've I've tried dating a couple of times. It hasn't worked. It's a big hassle. And we do start to to resign ourselves to the fact that there may not be anybody out there for me at this age. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you dispel that?
1: Well, I would say the first thing to do, Lynette, is at this age, how about reversing it and saying, okay, there isn't anyone coming forward right now. Just right now. That's all I have to worry about is today. If you're on the dating apps, you know that tomorrow you're going to get a fresh crop of people, or you'll be getting a fresh crop of people in a week. Or if you just actively stay on the app and reach out to people and answer people, the algorithm will boost you to show that you have activity. And that will keep you fresh, you know, on the list of of people who are actively looking. And the best thing to do is have the attitude that, okay, if not today, tomorrow, I'm in this, it's going to be a process, it's not going to happen overnight, and have reasonable expectations about what this whole dating thing looks like, you know, that gone are the days that we used to go out with someone and by second or third date, we were exclusive, we knew, we were Heading down a path of either of either exclusivity or engagement or marriage, and and the the thing that that is so different now, Lynette, with these apps is, in the old days when we were younger, there was context to who we knew, what we knew about them, we knew about them through friends, family, community, work, etc. Now what we're looking at are screens with people who could make up their own stories that are, you know, untruthful. We really don't know. We don't know who these people are. So we have to give it an opportunity to percolate and and converse and give it time to rise like baking bread. You have to let the yeast rise.
0: So you actually said something very interesting. So gone are the days where, you know, you meet you meet somebody and you go out on a few dates with them mm-hmm. and you then declare sort of this exclusivity. Mm-hmm. T- tell me a little bit more about that, because that actually I find that super intriguing.
1: Yeah. So the what most dating coaches like to encourage are, is doing something called rotational dating. And rotational dating means that you're dating more than one person at a time. Because the idea of dating actually is to collect data, to, to get to know someone, see how compatible you are with the really important things in, in one's life. Our core values, our, um, our, our family values, what is precious to us, what, what brings us joy it's not the material things, it's the emotional, mental things that, that are really important to connect upon. And the, when you do that, you get to know several people at once, you keep it very casual, you don't build expectation, you don't put anything on a relationship that hasn't yet developed, you don't put, put any responsibility, and you don't put, put any... Um, unknown expectation on the relationship yet because it takes time to get to know someone. And so right. in the olden days when we did know someone, when we had the context of friends family work school whatever, we knew something more about them. We don't have that anymore unfortunately. So right. to rotationally date is gathering information on one or more people. I personally can't do it. I I just can't, I don't have the brain power to remember everyone's story. And so I like to do one at a time. I think that that's only right for me, but it isn't right for everyone. Okay.
0: Okay. So, all right. So let's, let's, let's take a step back a little bit and let's talk about, okay, so now I am ready to, to date. And I know that there's different uh, types of, Apps for different types of, of dating you Mm -hmm. mentioned in our first episode together. Mm -hmm. If you're just looking for a hookup, Tinder, Tinder is your game. Mm -hmm. Um, but okay. So let's say, uh, you know, maybe we could promote a couple of sites today, but mostly I'm, I'm curious about how do I prepare my profile to get it onto one of these apps, whether it's Bumble, whether it's, you know, match or, or whatever. What am I, what am I trying to, like What is sort of the, the, the structure of a profile, if you will?
1: Well, what you would do is call me when I put Of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, let me write. In. But yeah, but um, other than that, what, what I describe is I always ask everyone to, if they're going to do it on their own, write a story. Write it in story form. You're telling okay. this other person who you are, what your life is like. And how that other person could be included in it versus I need this, I need that, I want this, he's got to be this, she's got to be that. And because when people read um, profiles like that, that are, here's what I have to have, they immediately dismiss them because they feel that they will never reach what that person's expectations are. So if you write it in a story form, you know, for example, I was born and raised in. And like the, you know, the biggest joys in my life were having children and seeing them off to college. And after that, my life opened up and blah, 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 blah. And here's where I want to go in my life. And here's where I see a partner. I'm looking for a travel buddy. I'm looking for a playmate. I want someone to hike with, bike with, enjoy life with, you know, have fun with. So the person can see that in the profile and say, God, I I like the way this person sounds. Um, I'm going to contact this person. They seem happy. They don't seem demanding. And they don't have high expectations. So that's writing in the profile. But, But before even writing the profile, it is an imperative to have great photos. And if you really are going to go into doing dating apps the right way, I encourage everyone to schedule a professional photo shoot. Um, get at least three pictures. One is you, is your head. One is your body. And one is you in an activity. You know, do not put pictures of you and your friends because we don't know who you are. We don't know who your friends are. We we may want to go out with your friend instead of you. Um, Don't, you know, don't just put pictures up just to put pictures up. And for God's sakes, don't put pictures up that are, quote, back in the day. Because we're not dating you back in the day. We're dating you right now.
0: So how many photos am I really like? And do I really want like that professional look? Like isn't, aren't people sort of looking for that natural more, you know? So when you say like book a professional shoot, Mm -hmm. what does that really mean?
1: Well, what it means is that the lighting, that the makeup, that the hair, that that you're composed, that you look professional because most you know if, if you're a professional chances are you're going to be looking for a professional too now we're not talking about a headshot for linkedin we're talking yeah. about you, know, <laughs> you doing something that's kind of quirky or smiling or you're with your dog or you're with you know something you're in your kitchen what whatever you know you can make okay. your set whatever it is that you want it to be you okay. know yeah you that's that a studio, good you know Okay, perfect um one of my clients a a man um did a photo shoot and and I also wrote his profile for him and he was mobbed by women because they said god your pictures are great are you really as good as your profile and he had to pick the litter so yeah
0: but okay so now that kind of makes me wonder too like You know, when you think about this online dating world and you're, you're, you're saying it, you know, we don't know these people. They don't know who we are. And so the, the first thing that comes to my mind is this whole catfishing thing. So you've got this guy that's got these great photos Mm -hmm. and they think, Oh, wow, this guy isn't true. So what, how do you prevent that? Like, how do you prevent coming across almost too polished where it looks like you potentially are getting catfished? Mm
1: -hmm. You know? Well, I'll tell you the ones, the biggest catfishers are offshore engineers <laughs> and they're great. Looking, oh. And they're always offshore engineers, even if you're landlocked, you know, I mean, that yeah. is <laughs> like a red flag. Okay. What is an right. offshore engineer doing in Oklahoma? You know, right. okay. it, it just doesn't add up. But um, the way to not get catfish, and, and this is not guaranteed, Lynette, because I do not yeah. know who knows what these characters are doing behind the scenes, but. What I do is I have a little bit of text conversation. I then invite them to call me. I have a Google number that I use, so they never get my phone number. I have a conversation with them. If I like the way that the conversation is going, I will then either go on FaceTime or Zoom and see if they are who they say they are, and I also get their last name, and I also give them my last name, and I get their last name so I can do a background check. And, and I um, am a member of an online service called Spokio, which does background checks on people. It shows you their court cases, their, their arrest record, their parking oh, wow. tickets. It, 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 you know, and it really goes deep into who these people are. That's and crazy. I encourage everyone to make that investment because it's an investment in your safety.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we've got this profile, we, um, you know, the first thing we're doing before even writing anything before hiring you to write our profile, uh, we are getting a few professional photos taken. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, what do you think about putting like, what types of content is in that photo, like you had mentioned, you know, sometimes maybe it's you in your kitchen or, or sitting on the deck, but I see so many uh, photos of where they, they've had pictures of friends or whatever, and they've blocked out their friend's face or they're holding the fish. The fish photo is like, for me, it's just, no, please stop <laughs> already. Yes, I get it. Um, I know we've talked about that before, you know, that's showcasing a little bit of like, they can provide for me, yes. but <laughs> um, it, it is a bit like, okay, the fish, the fish photo. Um, but okay. So how many photos am, am I putting on there? Like five, six, two,
1: three. Uh, no less than three and no more than, than six
0: okay so yeah so between three and six photos mm-hmm. oh, Prefer- sorry. Prefer- I'm, so,
1: please. I'm so sorry about this dinging i'm sorry i have it qu- it's quit so i'm sorry please go ahead
0: Okay. So we've got, we've got some photos, um, you know, so the idea is to have three to six photos um, preferably of just you, not of friends or, or daughters or sons where their face is blocked out, just remove that out of the picture right away. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of open up to getting to know you first before beyond the, the, like the deeper you kind of thing. Yes. Um, and then in terms of safely dating, that was another question. So, you know, we talked a little bit about like, how do you find out about that person behind the scene? And I, I, I do know that sometimes like on these dating apps, I think it almost becomes a bit of an addiction for some people, uh, where you just start to engage in all of these texting conversations, like, when do you finally say, okay, enough texting, enough back and forth, mm-hmm. let's, you know, you know, one or two interactions, and then it's sort of get on to a a Zoom call. A lot of these apps, I I know you can do a Zoom call, Mm -hmm. or video call right through the app. Yes. Uh, So you know, you're not divulging any personal phone numbers or anything like that. So how long does that from the time you meet them to the time you jump on and get to know, like, when do you know that it's, it's just going to be a texting thing versus it could potentially turn into something else?
1: I wait a couple of days. I'll do a couple of days of texting, and then I'll say, let's get on a phone call. And, and right. Lynette, you said it. There are some people that you just, the conversation is, is to put it mildly dull, um, and, okay. the, and the back-and-forth banter isn't there, and you know you're just kind of taking up time and space, you know, holding this person right. and talking to them, and then it'll never go anywhere. So those are the ones that you – that you, you know, you can keep, you can keep in your queue, but they're not the ones that you really want to jump on. Ones that you want to jump on are the ones that you have a witty repartee going, you seem to be having fun, you have some things in common. You know, you want to hear what this person's voice is like, you want to hear if they can form complete sentences, or you want to hear if they're from another country with a funny accent, which in itself will give it away that they're, you know, catfishing. Yeah. So, um, You know, there's something I I do want to share. Uh, A girlfriend of mine, who is in her early seventies and very young and very fit and trim and vital and so on, was um, she she was swindled. And the way that and she didn't know what to do about this. But the way that she was swindled was this: she had spoken to this man for six months. Okay, that in itself, you don't talk to someone for six months and never do a Zoom call and never do FaceTime kind of thing. He made up excuses every single time that she wanted to do that. And instead of saying goodbye, she just kept it going. So shame on her for doing that. You don't do that you don't go on months and months and months. You just don't. So that's red
0: flag. Number one, when they don't want to, you know, kind of get onto that video yeah. call, they take it to, to, to move it from the, the texting to something yeah, else. Okay. Exactly. red flag number one.
1: And then, and then he asked her, he said that he was having some medical issues and, and, okay, and that he asked for money and, you know, and she, at this point had an emotional investment in this man, But again, you get a Google number, you, you, um, get their last name, you do a background check on them, even even the, the smallest background check of going on Facebook, going on LinkedIn, going on any other social app to see who they are and what they're about, you know? Mm-hmm. See if they really yeah. are who they are. And you'll also get to see their real age, which is, I know, something, you know, that, that we talked about a little bit earlier that people lie. People right. lie about their ages, they lie about their height, they lie about what they look like, you know, and that's yeah. why it's so important is to have a visual to see if this person really does match the photos.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So so that's actually, um, that's, that's good. And that sort of uh, brings me to my next question, which is like, how do you, um, uh, like we talked about like how long should you give someone If you know that he or she is not the one. Mm -hmm. So I know I like a lot of people tell me, you know, Lynette, you got to give it a couple, couple, three or four dates, give it some time, give it some time. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I personally know that I can tell instantly if there's this attraction Mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's maybe not even just, uh, like a, you know, a physical attraction. It's just the energy that that person's giving off or, you know, whatever I can just tell. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, I have tried that, well, give it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And it's actually horrible. I I hate doing that. So for me, I can just like, what's next, 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 I can almost do that immediately. Yeah. But what's your recommendation? Like, how long do you actually give it? I mean, because I think that in some cases as we get older we do feel like the inventory is a little bit lower and so there's not a lot of inventory out there if you will um, and a lot of options and so we sometimes try to retrofit people into into something and we really know that it's probably not the best thing
1: but i love that word retrofit Lynette. I, I can <laughs> steal that from your playbook That's <laughs> really <funny. laughs> So okay, so the answer to that is is threefold. I know people's energy, and I know when I like being around someone, and I know when I loathe being around someone. And if I feel like you you get away from me, that's like a you know that's a hard pass. It's next, you know. So that would end very quickly. But if I enjoy someone's company and I think they're fun and they're funny and we have things in common and we like to do the same things, why not continue to go out with them? Because you're, if you are rotationally dating, you're not making a commitment. And right. sometimes people, not sometimes, all times people take time to, like wine, take time to develop to their best taste. And so someone may be really uncomfortable dating and really clumsy with dating. And so if you feel that there may be a connection, a a small spark, not a roaring fire, but a small spark, I would give it time. Because, you know, with these dating apps, we have this expectation that it's going to be right away, that it's going to be instant. And, And we all know relationships do not work that way the ones that do burn out very quickly if it's all passion and all chemistry which probably would be a good way for me to lead into what's important right
0: yeah Should we exactly do that?
1: exactly yeah okay. for sure because that, that, that was a question. How
0: do we determine what's really important to us? Right. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, do you create the list? Sometimes that list, the, the list of sort of the, the things that you're looking for in that person in this, in a partner. Yeah. And you, you, we talked about this earlier in our episode one about, you know, not putting too much expectation on that list because mm-hmm. sometimes we're creating a list that's probably a little, Unrealistic in terms of finding all of that in one person. So, exactly, how do you determine what's important?
1: Well, I think that we all need to determine what is truly important. What is what our non-negotiables are, which is what I call them, and what our likes would be. And I don't even think there's a must-have list. So, unless it's a pulse, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Social security number or something, you know, naturalization business. But um, on the list, for me, and this is what I teach my client, are the number one thing are core values. Do you align in the way that you think about life? Right. Is this a person who does the right thing always, who is honest, who is loyal, who is forthright, who shows up, who is consistent? who potentially has a great family, who has a great relationship with people, possibly an ex-wife, an ex-husband, who, who, someone who has friends, someone who has a community. These are things, to me, that are the most important thing. Chemistry is also important, but chemistry can grow. And to me, in chemistry, if you really look at how often you're intimate, It's a small amount of time in compared to the time that you're with someone and building a relationship and working on the core values and and aligning that way. You know? And then I think that the third thing is is realizing, do you you have fun with this person? Do you enjoy their company? Do they add value to your life? Or are they a mental and physical and spiritual drain for you? You know, do you feel when you come home and you're like, (laughs) it's like the lifeblood out of me yeah 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 yeah. you know does does that person really complement and add to your life right so
0: right and so those are things that you can make a list for right Mm -hmm. like what is important to you in terms of their character Mm -hmm. and how does like you know what are your values like this is also part of you getting ready um, is sort of writing down what's important for you and and how do you want to behave and act and and then sort of matching that person. So let's say I've met somebody now. Um, we've we've chatted a couple of times. We've had a video call. Yeah. When do you start to? Um, I mean, I, I when do you start to actually like declare what you're looking for in a relationship? like, when do you go from like, wow, this is kind of fun and flirty and we're having a good time to, okay, maybe this is a person that I'd like to spend more time with. And you quite haven't quite had that conversation yet Mm -hmm. about what are you looking for? How do you have that conversation? And how, how important is it to have that conversation early in the, in the relationship?
1: imperative And here's the reason why, because what, what I suggest to everyone is when, not in your, bat, in your banter when you're online on the app and not, you know, if you're emailing each other. But I would say the first time that you're actually speaking to someone, you say to them, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a serious monogamous relationship. I would like to meet someone that this is my last first date. If that is what you're looking for, what are you looking for?
0: And so you're having that conversation like right when you're like right early
1: in the game or yes. are you kind of? Yeah, because do you want to waste your time? No, you know, right. it, it, and you don't want to be aligned with someone who's like, yeah, you know what? I just want to date a whole bunch of people and I want to right. go out and have a good time. Okay, that's great. Thank you for letting me know. I'm sure we'd have a good time together on a date, but I'm looking for someone who is going to be more serious-minded, who is looking for monogamy, who wants. Okay, and the
0: first thing I can think of right now, I can hear many women and men because they've been, you know, they've been sort of that rotational dating, like you know, kiss a lot of frogs or toads to find your prince or princess or whatever, and it, it is like they. I feel like sometimes they just want it to work so badly that they're willing to sort of let that, even though they've asked the question, they still feel like, okay, well, I could probably change him or I could probably change her. Or, you know, I'm sure the longer we hang out together, the more we will grow together and he will for sure want to commit to me later, or he will look for that and and i think that happens that has to happen because i hear it all the time within my girlfriend group it's it it is really interesting and i've heard it from men as well mm-hmm. so when do you stop trying to like how do you avoid creating that story that narrative really Is the question that you're asking
1: me, Lynette, when do you stop dating someone, you know, if if you know that it's not going the direction that you want or is it? Yeah,
0: like listen to the answer. The question, you know, you're asking this question, Mm -hmm. what are you looking for in this relationship or what are you looking for being in this dating world? and and if they say well just you know right now i'm just kind of dating uh rotationally dating i'm yeah. dating a few people kind of getting to know people i'm not really sure yet
1: yeah.
0: like is that a red flag number no. 2 is that no it's three? not a red
1: flag but it, but does it align with what you're looking for that's the thing so if you're if you are on these dating apps to meet someone and and get off the dating apps it's important to ask the question quickly Soon into the conversations, what are you? What is it? What? What? Describe to me. Paint the picture. I always use the term "paint the picture." Paint the picture to me. What a great relationship looks like that you would be interested in joining. What does that look right. like? And they could say, "Well, I only want to date one person. I wanted to leave the marriage, or I, I right now, I'm not really sure." I'm fresh out of a divorce. I want to date a lot of people. If you if you're not hearing what it is that you're seeking, you're not going to change that person. The only thing that the only person who can change is you and the way that you think about things. We can't change people, even though you know we all want to. We all think we can. We can't. We can with resentment, you know. Yeah. 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 But no, okay, so that's good. Quickly, quick. You know, it's like, come on, people. <laughs> I'm not here for fun although yeah. it should be fun but align, you know, see what it is that people are looking for do you align with what they're looking for do they align with you, do they align with your core values, do they align with, with your hobbies, interests, your view of the world, your political view you know, how you're not going to find someone who's 100% ever if you've 70% you're really lucky but on the things that are really important. You've got to align, and you have to fish and cut bait if they're saying, well, well, you know. The minute they say, well, okay, next, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: so that's good. So because I think that that, for me, I think about asking that question yeah. early in the game, and it, it makes me a little bit nervous. Like, I, I don't know how to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, okay, so... But I, I guess for you, what you're saying is just come across, like be that confident you mm-hmm. and, you know, get super prepared before you get, get into the whole gate dating world. What, what is it that you're looking for? What's important for you? Right. And what is, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, are you, are you also just kind of, you know, cause if you're, uh, you know, sort of flipping through a magazine still kind of thing, you know, like still looking kind of, you know, this rotational dating, and you're actually happy doing that. And you're okay to have two or three mm-hmm. uh, dates going at one time. And, you know, you don't want you're not looking for a commitment from anybody, then great. Um, but I, I would probably suggest what you're saying at the beginning. Get super clear, but where is that relationship mm-hmm. going to go? Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't have to go into a commitment road. It could just be, I'm just here. I'm just, I'm dating. I'm trying to figure out what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're happy with that response, mm-hmm. then that's okay too. Right. I remember, um, I'll never forget this. It was years ago. I was dating somebody and it was very early in our dating process. And I remember one. Night, he said to me, is there any reason why this relationship couldn't go to the next level? Uh And I thought it was such a great way of asking me. I actually at first thought, wow, what is he even saying to me? Because no one has ever really been that declarative or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, that sort of specific. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that was a really nice way of saying it. And in fact, I've used it, um, myself you know, mm-hmm. kind of like where instead of saying where is this going, it's more like where where's your mindset in terms of can it go to a different level yeah. or are you stuck at this spot yeah because of whatever I like so, that. I really like yeah yeah I really like that as well. Yeah. yeah. So the one thing um we talked a little bit about and I want to expand a little bit more on is is What we often can refer to as baggage because of our age and we've got, you know, exes and kids and all that kind of stuff. So how do you manage um, dating when you have, you know, another family really um, as part of it, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Mm -hmm. What what sort of things should you be thinking about, too, when you when you start to, like, date somebody who has maybe somebody a, a child that's still living at home mm-hmm. or, you know, an ex that is terrible to to work with? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you manage that kind of stuff? How do you keep that? How do you bring that, I guess, into your relationship without it impacting your relationship, if
1: you will? Well, that's something that you could bring up, you know, in the early stages is, you know, what tell me about your family. Um, tell me about your children and tell me about the responsibilities that you have with them. Do you have shared custody? Are they grown? Are they out of the house? What's the situation? Are, do you have any special needs kids, etc.? How much time per week do you spend with your children? How much time you see on a weekly basis you may be able to devote to dating or to building a relationship? These are all things that if you have kids and responsibilities you can ask them because they're going to want to know the same thing about you. You know, if a guy asks you out and you have five kids between the ages of five and 20, you know, there's going to be (laughs) some time that needs to be spent with those kids. So people want to imagine where they fit into your life, you know? Right, Um, Right. And you can ask, you know, what feasibly if this were to, to launch, how much time could we spend together? How much time would you want to spend together? How much time do you need, need and want alone? Do you like space? What is, what's an ideal amount of time spent if we were to get into a relationship together? I think people are so afraid of asking questions, Lynette. you know they're, I
0: agree. They're,
1: they're afraid that it, it's like, "Whoa, she went too far, or, she scared me off." or you know what? let, let that strong man or woman be left standing is what I say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, no, I love that. I had a conversation with someone. Um, I asked him, I'd like to hear about your relationship with money because I, I don't want to be dating someone who's broke. I don't right. I just don't. Not that I'm asking this man to support me, but I'd just like to know, does he have a habit of, of spending more than he makes? Has he declared bankruptcy, et cetera, et cetera. That's important to me. So. Right. Yeah, yeah no,
0: I, I love it. I, I And I think you're right. Like, I think it it does come back down to getting yourself ready before you're putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. because you're going to get yourself into a situation where if you're not ready, if you don't understand what's important to you, if you don't understand the right questions, what you're willing to be flexible on, if you will, in terms of, you know, kids and and other things that they have in their life, then I think it just becomes super complicated. So mm-hmm. spending that time to, I know it's not the perfect list, but a list of things that are important to you mm-hmm. and even just questions that you're curious about, they can come across in a very positive manner. And I you're right, like have the confidence to say it because or ask those questions because if their response is you know, in a negative light, they're leaving you, if they're leaving you today, they're leaving you five days from now or two weeks from now or whatever, if they can't answer those questions. So answer those questions up front
1: and, right. and sooner, right? Right. Sooner and Lynette, here's something that I found that, that in the times that I've asked these questions, they actually thank me because yeah. they get to, they get to ask me the same question you know yeah. because guys are just as afraid of being taken advantage of financially as women are worried about right. that as well um yeah. and and if i'm bringing it up it takes the onus off of them and and the you know uneasiness off of them to say god i really am glad you asked that i wanted to ask you but i didn't know how you know and yeah. and and you also come across as you said very confidently and everyone likes this yeah. confident you know yeah.
0: No. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so a couple one last question. Um, and this one, I kind of I think I've saving to the very end. But, you know, uh while I was preparing to interview you, I went out and I, I did my own sort of research on some questions and such. And the one thing that is sort of consistently coming across when you're dating in, you know, midlife and beyond, is this sort of stereotypical of what a woman in her fifties or sixties or seventies looks like and and such. And so mm-hmm. I know that, you know, we talked about this earlier, how sometimes you can you can manipulate the app so that you come your your age isn't quite the exact age that you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um you know and 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 I think that a lot of women in their 50s and and sixties and or even like 40s, you know, um get a bit of a bad rap where men aren't really looking for that age group. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, they, you know, we're, we're thinking that they want somebody younger. And, you know, I mean, I even been, I have been literally told, uh, you know, I really break the stereotypical of what a 50 year old woman looks like. And I thought to myself, wow, first of all, thank you. But really is that what men really think about 50 year old women is that they're like, old. And, you know, I don't know, like, I just, I just, I was really shocked by that. And, and I think that does happen. Like, I think the to to show up in, you know, in the dating app to the right uh person that you're looking for, sometimes you might have to manipulate the the age, because you're not going to show up mm-hmm. in, in somebody, who, you know, this guy's got this, this thought of, okay, well, I want to find somebody between 35 and, you know, 48 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's lots of women in their 50s that still look like they're in their 40s, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so tell me about that dating, age appropriate dating, dating to the point where, you know, you're yeah, just you're, you're not in that age group. Well, here, um, but yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so Lynette, here, and I'm such a strong believer in this, that we show up as who we are. You know, that right. I'm 66. I don't lie about my age. This is who I am. This is yeah. who I love. If you don't yeah. love me, that's fine, too. You know, if I'm too yeah. that's fine. I don't think that we should ever misrepresent who we are. I think that we need to, as women, come across strong, confident, powerful, sweet and feminine. That's very attractive. And mm-hmm. and if we, if we feel that we need to market ourselves to get what we think we want, that's not the guy we want. Because the guy who we want is someone who is going to love us for who we are and embrace us and embrace what's wrong with us and embrace what's right with, with us as we will with them as well. I've seen yeah. guys who have lied about their age too. You know, that they say they're 68, 69, and they're actually in their mid-70s, you know, and that to me is a red flag that they're lying about other things too, you know, that they're not confident. So I think that we need to own who we are. I think that we need to project I hate using the word "authentic self." The words, I yeah. hate it. I just, I just think we need to be authentic. I think we need to show up, and and whoever the person is who finds us, who we attract, that's who we're meant to attract. If 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 a woman has an idea that she has to be with a guy who makes X amount of money and who has X status and X cars, I think that that may be right for her, but. That isn't really what love is about. It's not about what you have. It's about what you give, what you offer, and how you can receive it, you know, and how you can make things better for someone in a relationship. But I think that we just need to just stop worrying about age. And you could put in your profile, let's say that you want someone 45 to 60, then you put that in. Don't say that you're 45 to try to come across that you are 45. I will say this, from experience, I was um, handling someone's um, dating app profile and the dates that he was going on. And now I can see what men see, and it's exactly what women see, that there are women who look really great for 50, and there are women that look like um, father time for <laughs> mother yes. time at yes. 50. Yeah you know, and and there's there's a lid for every pot and you know we are who we are. So
0: No, that's good. And and you're right. I think, you know, we we talk about that all the time like just embrace who you are, be your authentic self, just be confident in who you are. There's somebody for for everybody, um but you've got to put the work in too. I think, you know, I think that this this online dating thing is very uh it, it's good because you can actually you're you're brought more inventory if you will <laughs> sooner and so you can you can see what's going on um so that's good mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's just a matter of you know pl- it, seeing it as a marketing opportunity and really getting out there i love that the idea of rotational dating um, I know that there are many women that cannot do that. And many men that can't do that. They prefer to like date one at a time. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, then date quick, mm-hmm. and move on. Mm-hmm. Don't extend it for six months, eight months, nine months, if you know that this person isn't going to to be for you, because you ask the right questions up front, you, you are very clear on what you're looking for in somebody, yeah. and what you're willing to tolerate, then I feel like, you're ready to get out there and date and date often and date quickly so that you can get to that person. Right.
1: So, right. And that's yeah. why, you know, I brought up having professional photos done is because right. we are marketing ourselves. We do want that's to right. attract the, you yeah. know, the shiniest, prettiest, fault, whatever it is, you know, whatever euphemism yeah. you want to use, but, um, it, you're going to have a better chance if, if you look good on the apps, it's just, you know, Lynette, yeah. you've seen pictures of men and you're just going, my God, what are you thinking? You, you know, or not right. thinking. It, it's ridiculous. If this is your best shot, what are you going to be like in person?
0: So, yeah, no, that's excellent.
1: Yeah. You've got to come across strong.
0: Yeah. No, that's perfect. All right. Well, Laurie, thank you so much. I think that was a great episode. I think there's lots of really great, helpful tips. Uh, watch for the red flags, do the rotational dating, get super clear on what you're looking for upfront mm-hmm. and start asking those clarifying questions right at the very beginning mm-hmm. so that you're not suffering fools. You're not wasting your time. You're moving along faster. And I think you're going to find that you're just going to be much happier in this dating uh, game when you are moving fast through. Mm-hmm. The people that you're, you're meeting. So Lori, thank you so much. Where can, you. People, where can people um, find out more about you?
1: They can go to my website, smartfunnysingle.com. It's all one word and they can reach okay. me through there. Yes. Also on LinkedIn right. under my name, Lori Mendelson. and that's it. Yeah. You can find me on my website. Thank you, Lynette. So awesome. Much.
0: Okay. Thanks, Lori. Okay. Take okay. care. Okay.